It's the Mid Podcast, your podcast for random shit, geek stuff, and wrestling. You can listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, or Google. And you can follow us on Twitter at the Mid Podcast and find us on YouTube at the Mid Podcast. You can also support the podcast by becoming a Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash the Mid Podcast. And you can also show your support by going to themidpodcast.com and getting you some mid podcast merchandise. I am one of your hosts, Catherine, here with my co-host Brendan. Hello. Hello. It's been oh, a minute. It has been a minute. So Brendan, we got like almost three weeks of wrestling to cover. It's two. I said almost. We're in week three. Maybe we'll get back on schedule. Uh, yeah, my father had surgery, so been dealing with that. Uh huh. And what is this double or nothing thing you're holding up? I got it with my Cody Rhodes figure. Yeah. I just kept the background of it. Nice. So, since we haven't done this in a while, we're a little rusty. A little bit. I think I really fucked up that entrance. <laughs> eh, who cares? But yeah, sorry we haven't been posting. Uh, had a lot of personal stuff going on. Yeah. But thankfully, my father's surgery went well. Yes. So his he beeper is. is better. Yeah. His old ticker is okay. Yep. There. Yep. His ticker is getting okay. So. Well, there's so much I could say with that. Oh, God. But I won't because it's your father. Anyways. Um... I called your aunt yesterday, your Aunt Alita, and told her we needed to go to Charlotte. You will not be attending a New Japan event without me, okay? She said, what's in Charlotte? And I said, New Japan Wrestling, Will Ospreay, as I refer to him, Papa Will, and I need Papa Will to pop his penis in my vagina. She about lost her shit. (laughs) And we're back. Like we never left. Not even a full 10 minutes into the show. And... Oh, wait wait for the one you, you're going to hear later. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Anyways, wrestling news. Yes, wrestling news. Nothing's happened in wrestling today. It's been uh, a slow news week. Really? Yeah. You're sure about that? Totally. Well, I got some news. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a segment in the news section today called the Queen of Chaos Rant, where I'm going to go off. I've got three topics that I will be going off on. Well. Buckle in. Get you something to drink because it's going to be good. What is the first 
I haven't got to that yet. So the first topic news is Sasha Banks will be making her first public appearance since walking out of the WWE and is only taking non-wrestling bookings right at the moment. Until January 1st. Hmm. All I'm saying is that wouldn't have been out there like that if she wasn't released. That's probably they true. secretly released her, which is which I've if I was the WWE, the stuff going on with Vince, I would have made a statement about it to try and take some of the how do I want to say this? To take some of the news off of Vince and put it on them releasing Sasha. I would have made that public instead of just having this Vince thing being the only thing you have public. So, yeah. Yeah, the Vince thing, news keeps dropping about that. I'm just, it is what it is. And truthfully, not surprised about it. That's the bad part. I'm surprised it came out. But no, I'm not surprised Vince would do something like that. But the WWE fucked up with Sasha. And it shows. She got pissed off. She left. Same thing with Naomi. Which, Naomi is really fucking talented. So. Mm, She is. So, all I'm saying is if we had Sasha Banks and Naomi's in the baddies and then Sasha ended up turning on Jade and defeating Jade's record of whatever she's at at the time... I'm here for it. I'm here for it, too. I mean, I, I like Sasha Banks. Yeah, wrestling's gonna be fun for the next couple of months with speculation. Oh, yeah. Moving on. Where do I want to go next? everything else oh this is just basic wrestling related i think everything else is just AEW related so being unbiased do you know the word meaning unbiased right yes okay what is your unbiased top four tag team right now your top four tag teams right now FTR. Unbiased. Uh, FTR is one. I would put the Usos at two. Young Bucks three. And Street Profits four. I like the Street Profits, and they're really fucking good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's what I would go with. Nice. What are yours? In no particular order, I have the Lucha Brothers. I have the Briscoes. I had the Usos. And I had a tie between FTR and Young Bucks. That's fair. I would like to see the Usos in a match outside of the WWE because the Usos are good. Could you imagine an FTR versus Uso match? A Young Bucks versus Usos match. Mm-hmm. Did but we ever get that forbidden door? We... I feel like if Triple H gets the company, it would happen. Speaking of Forbidden Door, I got on my Forbidden Door shirt. <laughs> um, New Japan World is going to release a show showing behind the scenes from the recent pay-per-view Forbidden Door. Nice. Would you be checking it out? <laughs> Probably. Are you sure? Maybe. So, pre-sale tickets went on sale today for All Out in Chicago for AEW. Sold out. Sold out in 19 minutes. Yeah, I think you need to come up to Chicago. I tried to talk your Nana into coming up, like, so she could be, like, the sugar mama and pay for everything, but she, like, I don't like wrestling. I was like, you don't have to go to wrestling, Mama. You just hang out in no, Chicago. Like, no, never that's, why, that's why I went for my birthday. Mm-hmm. People in hell want ice water, too. Don't mean they gonna get it. Well, okay. People in hell are fucked up human beings. I'm not. I'm an angel. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you better quit lying on this podcast. That's like saying I'm a virgin. Oh, yeah. No, but all I have to say is like, yo, I want this for my birthday. Only bad thing is one of you is going to have to come up to Chicago. I mean, I could always use the excuse I want to go visit my cousin. She does live in like the suburbs of Chicago right now. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. There we go. Okay. What do I want to talk about next? Ah, more AEW news. AEW sent out something saying they could have a United Kingdom TV deal coming within the next calendar year. Woohoo! Does that mean I get more Papa Wheel? Maybe. Your thoughts on AEW changing up their commentary crew? I like it. I like how the first half we have Taz, and then the second half we have JR. I think it's cool. I like it. Um... 
next, you want to talk about a crazy week of wrestling? Um, there's been a lot of crazy weeks recently. Well, this is an upcoming crazy week of wrestling. The last week of August, you're going to have Raw, Dynamite, Rampage, Clash at the Castle, and All Out. Breaking news. Breaking news. Starting July 18th, WWE Raw will have a TV-14 rating move moving forward on the USA Network. So what's that mean? The PG era is over. And I think they're only doing this to try to compete with AEW because AEW pretty much lets them go out there and say whatever they want to pretty much. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, back to crazy week of upcoming wrestling. What do you think? Um, how are you going to be wrestled out? No. Because I will only watch AEW. I'll watch it all because, like, Clash of the, the Castle on September 3rd is on a Saturday. That means I get free pizza because your Uncle Red will come over. Speaking of AEW pay-per-views, can I send my cable bill to Tony Khan so he can pay it since the motherfucker made me buy two pay-per-views back to back? My cable bill is almost $300 a month because of those two damn pay-per-views. Uh, yeah. Sign up for Bleacher Report. I'm going to have to do something. Some fight TV or something. So my next two pieces of news deal with Dynamite from last night, which we're not going to get into on this podcast, but we will discuss on Saturday. But I'm going to go ahead and drop this type of news. First, injury bug. Injury bug, you need to be on my chaos rants, but you're not. So I'm going to do a little bit of rant on you right now. Would you please fucking leave wrestling? Sincerely, wrestling fans. Latest injury. My man, Matt Jackson, got hurt last night. Yeah. So could that have been the plan on why the tag team belts got switched last night in AEW? Or was it the plan all along? could have been the plan all along I don't know it depends what caused Mr. Jackson to get hurt it was not I I was in North Carolina I was not in Georgia I can vouch I didn't do it although I wouldn't mind and I probably wouldn't give him a stinger I'd give him something else (laughs)
also, if Matt Jackson is down for a, a good while, what the fuck are we going to do? Have Nick go after the TNT title. Nick and Hangman tag team. No. You know what? I'm going to blame Matt Jackson's injury on fucking Landon Butler because he had not been with them for like two or three weeks. Then he come out with them last night and fucking Matt Jackson gets hurt. This is all Brandon's fault. Brandon Cutler, it's your fault. I'm going to send that out in a tweet. No, don't blame Brandon Cutler. Yep, yep, it's his fault. So, we had a match last night on Dynamite featuring Moxley and Tashida. Did I say his name right? Yeah. Yeah. My question to you, Brendan, do you think Tashida is a future world champion? Yes, and Tony Khan's an idiot if he doesn't put the world championship on him. it because from what I've seen of him so far, like his matches on Dark, I really like him. Like, I like his in-ring ability. He is fast off them ropes. He does some amazing moves. Also, would you like to see him in the BCC? Not right now. I, I think right now, having Wheeler, Moxley, and Claudio, I think that right there is enough. And Danielson when he gets back. So, I wouldn't mind it, but I just think it's unnecessary right now. Maybe in the future? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to go into the Queen of Chaos rant segment. And Tashida is, Takashita is going to be part of my rant. And it has nothing to really do with him personally, but what it has to do with is fucking idiot wrestling podcast. Talking about wrestling in general. So they did their show last night after Dynamite and they were bitching and moaning and complaining saying that Tashida, they didn't understand why Tashida was getting a shot at Moxley's interim title. He wasn't getting a shot at the title, motherfuckers. If you would keep up with AEW and you claim to be a broad wrestling podcast, you should know all this shit. He wasn't going after the title. Moxley specifically said he wanted to wrestle Tashida. TK said, okay, I'll unsanction the match, but if Tashida happens to win, I'll give him a title shot. So before you get on the air, could you get your shit straight? No. And then you sit there, your whole goddamn motherfucking podcast, and bitch about everything AEW does because you do not have an open mind and you think everything needs to be done the WWE way. 
No, it doesn't. Diehard AEW fans keep up with shit that's going on in AEW. Therefore, they knew Thunder Rosa was wrestling that little Japanese girl in Japan. And if the girl beat Rosa, she would get a shot at the AEW women's title. They put that out on Twitter. Is it my fault you don't keep up with your Twitter or you don't follow them? And that goes for fans too. Don't bitch about what AEW does if you don't keep up with AEW. Yeah. Um. That's part one of the rant. Part two of the rant. The IWC is bitching and criticizing AEW for using WWE talent better. What the fuck? Please explain this to me. I can't. So you have nothing else to bitch about. So you're just going to be like, oh, well, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland just won the tag belts. Um, Moxley's doing good. Danielson was doing good till he got hurt. All this other AEW talent. Claudio comes in and gets popped. Is doing much better than WWE. Let me tell you what the issue is. They ain't got damn idiot writers for AEW. They let their talent do pretty much what they want. Here's an idea. Y'all run with it. It's called trust. Something WWE evidently does not really have in all its talent. Yeah, they don't have... Outside of, like, three people, the WWE doesn't trust nobody. And it's kind of stupid, but it is what it is. Um, Tony Khan puts the trust into the people he thinks has the most potential and talent. And if not, guess what? Tony Khan gets the person help to get them better. Whereas in the WWE, they just leave them out for dry. and Leave them out in the dry with no help at all. I, I kind of wish in a alternative world that all this talent in AEW, like their contracts are coming up and stuff, go to WWE so AEW fans can start there and bitch about WWE using AEW talent so much better. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, just to have the role reverse and see how they would like it. It's not AEW's fault that they can use former WWE talent better. Mm, I don't think they would be able to. But that's just me. 
because they wouldn't let the AEW guys do what they want. And my third rant in in this segment is your basic IWC. We all know IWC is very toxic, especially on Twitter. And I, I just sit back and I have to laugh at some of the bullshit that people put out. That you think is pretty cool to put out. So one of my, my things is if you hate a certain brand of wrestling, why do you continue to watch it? Why don't you just stop? Mm, because we're rent free. I mean, there's already enough hate posts and hate in the world anyway. We don't need any more. If I don't like WWE, then I just state I didn't like WWE. I mean, I watch WWE. There's certain things I like, certain things I don't. Same thing with AEW. There are certain things I love in AEW, and there's certain things I think that could be better or I don't understand, and that really sucks. But I guess I'm just a basic all-over wrestling fan. Maybe. Although I do lean toward AEW a little more. But I do watch WWE. Yeah, I... Here. I will tune in to WWE about twice a month. But uh, other than that, I really don't care. Just saying, I can't with the IWC anymore. Y'all have just, I have lost all hope in humanity now. It, it's gone. I don't know what to do. Um, anyways, Roderick Strong wants out. Oh, interesting. Oh, I guess a little piece of interesting news I just come across. So, you know, Big E got hurt, and he's been out with a neck injury. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been working alongside Triple H backstage while he is recovering from his neck injury. Just let Triple H take over creative, please. You know what? Let Triple H just take over the whole damn thing. Well, somebody had it pulled a excerpt from John Moxley's book and Moxley claims that he thinks Vince McMahon is trying to sabotage the WWE that when he dies there'll, there'll be no more like the shit he's doing he's doing it on purpose to sabotage it oof I'll have to find you that and let you see it Anywho. And when I, when I read it, I thought I thought about it. And I was like, "Oh, that does make sense." 
kind of does, but I could actually see that happening now. Oh, we need to talk about this tweet, but we need to do it off the air because I'm going to get raunchy with it. (laughs) Anyways, that's going to be a I'm going to make you laugh tweet. Anyways. So that's all I have for news and my little rant. So, are you ready to get into um, Blood and Guts, which was Dynamite from June 29th? There was only one important thing on that show, and that was uh, the Blood and Guts match. There were several important things. We got Ethan Page in a wrestling match. And he busted out blue and uh, blue and May's gear. Yeah, and he lost. Well, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. It, it it was good, and and OC come out to his his old music from the Indies. This is the first time that we get to hear the. The old stuff. You know, some people don't mind paying uh, royalty fees to get music, unlike other people. <laughs> and we got to see Dan Lambert be Dan Lambert. That's always fun. It was a good match, even though OC did win. We're trying to find with. I like OC. I mean, I'm not a big OC fan. I was really rooting for Ethan Page. Then we get a Christian Cage promo, which, you know, we got to talk about Christian Cage's promo. Yeah, yeah. So, during Blood and Guts, my first note on the Christian Cage promo was Heal Christian is Sexy. Hill Christian is better than MJF for will ever be. And he's wearing the turtleneck again. The crowd boozing. And he says he was asked by management to apologize about uh, the remarks he made last week. And then he proceeds to say, "I'm to Jungle Boy, he's talking, says, I'm sorry your entire family isn't dead. Let me clarify, everybody but your mom, and then he does the call me. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. Then he proceeds to say, to tell Detroit to stay classy as always. And the only good thing Detroit has going for it, it's close to Canada. Uh, no, Detroit has a few good Greek restaurants. Yeah, Greek Town is really good. Their Fox Theater is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cade Cunningham. I don't know who that is. Plays for the Pistons. I don't watch basketball. I think basketball is like the only sport I don't watch. Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, I know him. He played for Michigan, and now he plays for the Detroit Lions. Uh Uh-huh, and I want a Hutchinson jersey, but I can't find one. Oh, is that a hint for your birthday? Uh, I told you my hint 
for my birthday. We're not going to Chicago. Uh, no, we're going to Chicago. It's going to cost way too much money. Moving on. So, Christian said he requested a match, but didn't say it was for him. And then we get Hill Luchasaurus. Who Very comes fun. out in all black, and I put, what the fuck? Very fun. How do you feel about Hill Luchasaurus? I like it. I think it's interesting. I think you needed Luch- it. We get Luchasaurus facing Serpentico. And you know who was happy about this match? Who? Nala Rose, because Serpentico got his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Then we move on to the Wardlow Scorpio Sky promo. They will face each other next week in a street fight, which we're going to talk about. Boy, are we going to talk about? I see that that I got a rant about this when we get to that. Wardlow tells Scorpio to bring every member of American Top Team. And he will treat them all like security guards. Wardlow, you can come treat me like a security guard and Ooh. slam me on the bed. Stop. Just saying. Then Wardlow begins to unbutton his shirt. Mm. Mm. Damn. Damn. Moving on. Then we get Max Caster and the Gun Club versus Danhausen and his mystery guests, tag partners. F. Well, we're going to get to it. But Max Caster comes out with his rap like he normally does. And he proceeds to say during his rap, How are you going to cheer a white guy doing white face? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's Caster's amazing. He's awesome. Then Dan Housing comes out and says he found he found some guys that are pretty good at that wrestling stuff. And his partners are FTR. FTR. FTR Housing. FTR Housing. FTR has got the money from Dan Housen. It was a pretty good match. It was. I mean, they, they did isolate Dan Housen and Dan Housen started getting his ass kicked. And then... And we see Dan Housen, he goes for the GTS. And we see Billy Gunn distracting the ref. And Anthony Bowens jumps in the ring. And yeah. Bowens accidentally hits Austin with his crutch. Mm-hmm. Billy is in the middle. As the Acclaim and the Gun Club are arguing. And we see Billy Gunn pushes his son. And Billy is siding with the Acclaim. I don't know how to feel about that. And Danhausen gets the pin, and Danhausen and FTR Housing get the win. Woo, FTR Housing. 
Then next we get a Jay Lethal Sanjay promo. Uh, Jay Lethal wants Samoa Joe at Death by Dishonor pay-per-view for the TV title. I think that's going to be a good match. Although I cannot afford any more pay-per-views. Yeah. It might might have to be a Fight TV pay-per-view with a VPN. (laughs) Next, we move to (coughs) Jay Cargill versus Leela Gray. It's a title match. Jay is much, much bigger than her opponent. We see her taking it to Gray. Jade showboats a little. Jade gets the pin and the win. And then we get the best part of this match, and that is Stokely with the mic. Then Jade grabs the mic and tells all the women in the back, bitching, give me some real competition. And then Stokely proceeds to say that Statlander and Athena are not overlooked. They're just lazy. Oof. Then they come out and begin to attack Hera and Jade. And then we see Leila, uh, Layla Gray shove Athena off the top rope. Yeah, that's kind of something. Um. There is tension there. Mm-hmm. And then we move to the main event, which is the Blood and Guts match. And before the match started, they did like a little video package of last year's Blood and Guts match. And we get a quick shot of MJF. Like, it's one of those, if you blink, you're going to miss it. Yeah. And we also get a video package of how we got here. So everybody that's bitching about AEW not doing fucking video packages, here's your goddamn video package. Shut the fuck up. Then we see the entrance. And the JAS comes out in matching red gear with that Tramp Tay Conti. They look like that the Backstreet Boys were on their periods. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, damn. You know the, um, I don't know the name of the, it's the album that has I Want It That Way. You know how on the album they're in all white? Mm-hmm. So take that, but put the JAS they're in all red. Oh, shit. Then I put, thanks, Sammy, for the new meme material as he climbs outside of the cage and he's looking out over the crowd. And then we get the BCC intros. And the person 
that was handpicked to take Brian Danielson's place is none other than Claudio. Claudio. And he gets this weird kind of theme music. And I put in the notes, why does Claudio's theme make me feel happy? Because it's fun. Like, I just want to get up and, like, funky dance. Because it's fun. Because it's Claudio Castanoli. Claudio Casseroli. I mean, Claud- I like Claudio, but I don't want to cast the rolly with him, but I will cast the rolly with some others. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Maybe Anyways, moving on. Let's talk about wrestling now. About who you um, want to fuck. <laughs> this is the first time we get to see Moxley with the interim AEW championship. Looks good. That was really cool. Yeah, it looked good. So, we're going to get into the, the match and Sammy Guevara is going to be first for the Jericho Appreciation Society, and Claudio is going to go in first for the BCC. So we see Claudio beating the shit out of Sammy. Sammy gets the cutter on Claudio. Then Garcia comes in next, and it's a two-on-one with Garcia and Guevara taking it to Claudio. Um, Claudio holds his on against them, too. And it takes both Sammy and Daniel Garcia to su- suplex poor Claudio. Yeah, Claudio's a big dude. He is a big dude. He got some good cardio. Like, I need to learn his cardio. Athletic as Next. fuck. Yes. Next, we get my boy Wheeler Yuta. Yay, I love me some Wheeler. He comes in to even the odds. Yuta suplexes Garcia, which we're going to see later on. Some tension between Garcia and Yuta. Um, then he begins to take it to Sammy Guevara. I put in my notes, I need a tag team of Yuta and Claudio. Yeah. I need them to be a tag team. Yeah, I can agree with that. And then Jack Jack Hager comes in. But as you know, the JS, JAS has the advantage from winning the match at the pay-per-view. And Hager and Claudio have some beef with each other. And I put in my notes, need a one-on-one with them, which we got at Fighter Fest. We talk about the people. <laughs> it ain't we the people it is I the person need it oh. <laughs> then we yeah. see Hager beating up on Wheeler Yuta then Moxley comes in he throws a chair and he throws the chair at, <laughs> at Hager and Moxley begins to beat Garcia and takes Garcia's face on the cage and he stabs him with a fork like, dude brought weapons in his back pocket. Yeah, Moxley has a fork, had glass, had fucking, what else? Um, Skewers that you, like, yeah, shababs with? Yeah. Moxley's a dangerous fucker. 
And you locked him in a steel cage with weapons? Yeah, you're done. Then we see the BCC giving the JAS elbows. And then Angela Parker is next in. And Parker is being used like a pinball where he is bouncing from Moxley to Yuta to Claudio. Then we get Ortiz who comes in and starts taking it to the members of the JAS. And then we see uh, Menard comes in for the JAS with a chair to Yuta. Then we see Moxley do a power driver to Angelo on broken glass. Then we see Santana with a barbed wire bat. That doesn't get used because, you know, his knee decides to go out. Santana drops. I put knee injury. Oh, fuck. And Jericho is the final member of the JAS to enter. And we see Ortiz taking it to Jericho. And the crowd begins to chant Eddie as Eddie Kingston is the last member for the other team. Garcia is taking uppercuts from Claudio. Kingston gets in the ring. The actual blood and guts match finally starts. We see Eddie hitting Jericho with a kendo stick. Ortiz is going around hitting everybody with a chair. And then we see the little tramp outside trying to get a bottle to Jericho through a hole in the fence. The bottle was too big. That's what she said. And then we see poor Hager goes through a table. Kingston is biting on Garcia's ear. I mean, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley are like some kinky fuckers because they like to bite people. Yeah. And then we see the famous black bag. We love thumbtacks. Anytime you see the black bag in a wrestling ring, you know what it is. Thumbtacks are fun. Moxley sends Menard into the tax. We see Garcia hanging upside down outside the cage, which I'm still trying to figure out how the fuck he got out there. Uh, we see Jericho pours rubbing alcohol into John Moxley's eyes and drags him through tax. Ouch. Then we see Kingston pick up a handful of tax and begins to hit Jericho in the head with him. Then Jericho gets a fire fire extinguisher and blows it in Kingston's face. And then we see the little tramp, Tay Conti, hits the rev, steals the key, trying to unlock the cage. And Ruby Soho comes out and begins attacking Tay Conti. See the, I see a feud between them two in the future. I would throw... Oh... I have a brilliant idea, but we'll talk about it later because it happened last night. Okay. Then we see Jericho climbing to the top of the cage. Kingston follows him. We see Jericho and Kingston down on top of the cage. Now we get Sammy Guevara up there. He hits Eddie from behind. 
And Sammy begins pushing Eddie's head into the cage. Kingston low blows Sammy, gets Sammy in the corner, and Eddie pushes him off top of the cage. And poor Sammy goes through the timekeeper time table. Good. 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 Then we see Eddie, Eddie and Jericho exchanging blows. And again, there's Eddie Kingston biting somebody. But I mean, I would bite Chris Jericho too because he is not bad looking for a 50-year-old man. <sighs> we see Jericho has Kingston in the walls of Jericho. And then we see Claudio climbing up to the top to save Eddie. Then Menard's climbing up to the top of the cage. Claudio begins swinging Jericho on top of the cage. And then we see Menard with the save. Eddie has the stretch block on Jericho. Claudio has the sharpshooter on Menard. And Menard taps out. Kingston thought he had Jericho tapping. I put freaking awesome match. And then we get Moxley, Kingston, Claudio, Ortiz, and Yuta standing on top of the cage. Very cool. It's a cool photo. Um, there were people, IWC, bitching about this match because there was too much blood in this match. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Are you fucking idiots? It's called blood and guts for a reason. Not pixies and rosies. I have learned if you have nothing nice to say at all, don't say it. This is one of those times. Say it anyway. This is one of those times. No, I want you to say it anyway. No. You're no fun. They're fucking stupid. Blood and Guts is in its fucking name. You are going to get blood and you are going to have to fucking deal with it. And if you don't like it, don't fucking watch it. Nobody's forcing you to watch it. You're watching it yourself. And we all know you're secretly in love with AEW. It's okay. You can admit it. But now there's this cult of WWE fans who watch AEW, who secretly like AEW, and they know it's better than what WWE is putting on. And yeah, that's where I sit on that. I thought Blood and Guts Dynamite was awesome. I didn't have a top five list because I forgot to do one. But there's no need because it was Blood and Guts. You know what the top five is? Blood and Guts. Blood and Guts. The whole Blood and Guts match. Yes. Me personally, my number one would have been Sammy getting thrown off the steel cage. Yeah. That was kind of awesome. So we're going to move on to Rampage on July 1st. And we are getting a Royal Rampage battle. Hmm. Interesting. We have two rings. 
Um, we have a blue ring and a red ring. And you'll have 10 guys in each ring. Um, you have battle royal type rules. Um, in the red ring, we start off with Hangman, Adam Page. And Powerhouse Hobbs. Yay. And then in the blue ring, we start off with Darby Allen, Goth Kid, and Honey Niece. What's your thought on this take on a battle royal, but with two different rings? Very fun. Very fun, very evil. I enjoyed it a lot. Moving on. So... Ricky Starks comes out, and he is put in the red ring with his partner, Powerhouse Hobbs. So they begin to team up on Hangman. I'm all for it. Kick his ass. Um, we see a nice spear from Starks. Starks does a fucking nice spear. Like, I'd rate his spear up there with Edge. Ricky Starks is better. We see Darby eliminated knees. Then we get the Butcher, who is in the blue ring with Darby. Um, but before he gets into the ring, the Butcher begins slamming Darby against the rail. Yeah, ouch. Um, John Silver comes out. He's put in the red ring. He starts going after Hobbs. Max Caster comes out. He's going to go in the blue ring. Um, can we talk about... Um, Max Caster's rap on Rampage from this night. So, evidently, from the pay-per-view, if I remember correctly, I'm old, my brain don't work as good as it used to, there was circulating a picture on social media of TK hugging Claudio at the media scrum after the pay-per-view. And people were, like, talking about it. So Max Caster comes out with his rap and says, I'm about to do the malice in the palace. I'm going to win the title. Then TK will hug me. <laughs> uh. I mean, I would hug Max Caster. I like Max Caster. He's... He's pretty cool. Yeah. I remember watching Matt's caster back on YouTube in 2016. I mean, I would TK too, so no, no qualm there. And here we see Billy Gunn with the acclaim, and we see no Austin and Colton. Your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, Colin and Austin kind of fucked it. They're getting carried by the acclaim. And then we see the newest addition to Andrade's faction, Roosh. It's his first match, and he is in the red ring. I liked him. Then we get Blade in the blue ring and he begins his partner Butcher and they begin to tag a, a team up on Darby. Then we get Penta in the red red ring and in my notes I put I need Jose and Alex in a match. I need Jose the assistant and Alex 
in a match. And I think we're going to get it eventually. Yeah. Then we see Ricky Starks eliminates uh, John Silver. Swerve comes out. He's in the blue ring. He's taking out everybody in his ring. He eliminates Max Caster. Then Keith Lee is put in the red, win red ring. And I'm thinking, could we see a Keith Lee Swerve face-off if they both win and eliminate everybody in their ring? Well, it's a battle royal. Then we see Matt Hardy. He goes in the blue ring. He faces off with the Butcher and the Blade. Dustin Rhodes comes out. He goes in the red, red ring. We see Hobbs drop Dustin like a sack of potatoes. And Dustin's a big dude. He's like 6'8". Yeah. And then both Penta and Roosh get eliminated. We see Jose with the iPad to Alex. Um, Frankie Kazarian is in the blue ring. Matt Hardy gets eliminated. They put Dante Martin in the red ring. Kashida comes out. He goes in the blue ring. He is fast off the ropes, and he is taking it to the opponents. We see Frankie um, get eliminated. Then Brody King comes out. He's in the red the red ring. He begins facing off with Dustin Rhodes. And then we get Orange Cassidy in the... He's our final entry. Who goes in the blue ring? We uh, see Brody King begin to eliminate Dante. I put in my notes, I needed Orange Cassidy to sheet a match. Yeah. We see Dustin get eliminated. Swerve eliminates OC. Uh, Keith Lee eliminates Hobbs. Starks eliminates Lee. Then Starks is gone. Brody Key eliminates Hangman. And then we get Brody in one ring, Darby in the other. And Brody King begins to kick Darby's ass. On the apron of the ring... Brody King has Darby Allen in the sleeper and drops him. Just drops him. Like he dropped it like it was hot. Yeah, Darby and, got folded. And Brody King wins, and he will be facing Moxley for a shot at Moxley's interim AEW title on Wednesday. Your thoughts on that? I did not see Brody King winning. I really thought it was going to be Hangman or Darby. But I'm not mad with Brody King winning. Now keep in mind, this is, so we're going back two weeks. This is the first swerve that we get from TK because nobody pictured Brody King winning. Then we'll get another swerve later. So I think he just likes to like, be like, fuck it, I'm going to let somebody win that y'all are not expecting now. And I'm kind of down for it. Like, I like the unpredictability. Yeah. So next we get the Young Bucks versus Goto and some other guy. Hash Hashiki? I don't remember. 
And if the Bucks lose this match, then go to and his partner get a title match. Yeah. I thought it was a good match. They used both match. rings. Um, I got to see Matt take his shirt off. Need a little stripper mat there. Um, we see Matt begins to super kick everyone. Um, Nick springboards from rope to rope, and the Young Bucks get the win. We get a Jonathan Gresham promo and says that he'll wrestle on Rampage next week. Wrestling on Rampage is fun. And Jonathan Gresham happens to be your ROH world champion, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And then we get our women's match, and we get Nala Rose versus Tony Storm. I love Nala's promo. Women in the women main inventing rampage. What the fuck? LOL. <laughs> they lock up in the center of the ring. Nala clotheslines the hell out of Tony Storm. Nala distracts the ref. And then we see Marina Shafir taking out Storm. And we notice that Marina Shafir is now aligned herself with Nala Rose. Nala sends Storm into the stairs and then slams her on the floor. And Nala misses and goes into the ring post. And then we see Storm with a double DDT on Rose on the floor. Nala gets a two count. We see Tony Storm with a German suplex on Nala. Storm does a DDT, gets the pin. Then we see Marina Shafir comes in and begins attacking Tony Storm. Thunder Rosa comes down and goes after Nyla. We have chaos in the ring. And we see Tony Storm extends her hand. I put in parentheses, tag team. Chaos is fun. I love chaos. You can never go wrong with chaos. No. And that is Rampage. Very fun. Yes. So, do we want to stop or do we want to move into Dynamite from July 6th? Let's keep going. We're just going to put them all together? Yep. All right. So, we're moving on to Dynamite on July 6th. We get our street fight match between Wardlow and Scorpio Sky. And it is for the TNT Championship. And Scorpio did bring all of America Top Team with him. I put damn. Wardlow with a shoulder block. We see Scorpio with a low blow. Then Lambert decides he's going to put his hands on Wardlow. America Top Team gets between Dan and Wardlow. And we see Scorpio from behind sends Wardlow into the stairs. And then America Top Team begins attacking Wardlow. Scorp begins to punch Wardlow. I put in I put in my notes. I need a Wardlow Ethan Page match. Yeah. I think they match up pretty well size-wise against each other. 
And I wouldn't mind seeing Wardlow drop the belt to Ethan. Wardlow is going to drop the title to... I don't know. Maybe by a guy whose name starts with an M. I'm not really too sure, though. I don't know. Then we see Wardlow from the top rope. I put holy shit. Then we see Scorpio with the title. He hits Wardlow as he was fighting American Top Team. Scorpio gets a two count. Wardlow sends Dan Lambert flying. And Wardlow with three power bombs to Scorpio Sky. And Wardlow gets the win. I put fuck yeah. But I do have an issue with this whole match. That is. It was supposed to be a street fight match. It was not much street fighting going on in this match. Um. Well, guess what? Not every street match needs weapons. Yes. Yes, they do. Or it's not a street fight. Uh, no. (gasps) Yes. Yes, they do. So I was a little disappointed. You call it a street fight, TK, and it ain't a street fight. Was there outside interference with nobody getting disqualified? That's a street fight. There you go. Boom. There's your rule breaking for today. It's not a street fight. And your point is invalid. Then your we get point is invalid. <laughs> My points are never invalid because I'm the queen of chaos, bitch. No. Then we get a Moxley promo. And Moxley in his promo says carving a dude's head up like hamburger meat for fun. And blood and guts is like golfing on a Sunday for him. Yeah. Don't know if I want to carve up a dude's head like hamburger meat for fun. And the only golfing I've ever done was Tiger Woods on the original Xbox. Your thoughts on his promo? Very fun. Uh... And he does say, step up or get stepped on. That's going to be my new slogan. Mm, Or don't make that your new slogan. Just say, fuck off. Or it could be step in and get wet. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) You knew I had to do that. So next, we get Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. I put Christian Cage is a wrestling mob boss. 
Like, I'm so getting, like, mob boss vibes from Christian Cage. <laughs> Did we see somebody in the front row with a Canadian flag? And then we see Matt Hardy comes out. And Christian calls him the Michael Jordan of assholes. <laughs> and he proceeds to tell Matt Hardy that you are starting to make your brother sound like the sober one. Yeah. Um, the crowd begins to chant asshole towards Christian. So, do you think Christian's going a bit too far in all of his promo so far since being you? Absolutely not. But do you think it's starting to get repetitive with how far he's going? Absolutely not. Okay. Because if you're a good heel, you're going to take those, those jabs that you know is really going to piss whoever you're feuding with off. Yeah. And from things I've heard from other wrestlers who've done interviews and shit, Christian is a real asshole. Oof. Like, he's just just an asshole. So that's just him. Uh, well, it goes to show that AEW doesn't need Maxwell if he decides to come back. Which, to the point, nobody's talking about Max anymore. Mm-mm. Like, nobody's talking about MJF. Everybody's talking about Christian. <laughs> Christian Which is killer. one of the benefits of AEW having a deep roster. Some Somebody leaves, somebody gets hurt. You're not scrambling like another wrestling promotion is to get people to fill those spots. Uh-huh. But no, I, I don't think he's taking it too far because it's character and it's wrestling. And I hate to break it to you, but if you think this shit's real, yeah, you might not want to watch anymore because it's not. Um. And also, I'm pretty sure Christian goes up to the person and is like, hey, I'm going to say this. It, I don't have to say it if you don't want me to. But I'll say it if you don't care. So it could be one well, of I'm those. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the shit Christian has said about um, Jeff Hardy and Jungle Boy's dad was cleared with them and Tony Khan before he said it. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he went to Jungle Boy. I'm pretty sure that him and Matt Hardy have been wrestling each other for so long that they're like, it's just wrestling. I know this isn't really how you feel. Yeah. But no, I love it. I I enjoy it. I like the oh shit moment. He did not just say that. Okay. So, Matt goes on to say he wants to make sure nobody else is taken advantage of. Christian tells him, you are out here because of your ego. I put in parentheses, damn, Christian speaking facts. Then we see Luchasaurus with a headbutt, and he sends Matt into the stairs and then through the table. 
Uh, yeah, Matt Hardy, you done fucked up. Next, we get a Claudio and Jake Hager promo. I put Claudio looking good. And we're going to get Claudio versus Hager next week. The week before, I just said I needed them one-on-one. Then our next segment, we get the Butcher and Blade versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Keith Lee and Blade start off. We see Keith Lee with a headbutt. Uh, Butcher comes in. Butcher goes to grab a chair. Blade stops him. Then we see Swerve come in. He's fighting with the Blade. The Blade going through Swerve with a leapfrog. And Swerve comes down on him. Kind of look like a botch right there. Maybe, maybe not. I put Swerve and Lee looking good with their teamwork. Swerve lands on his head as Blade moves. Then we see Swerve in trouble. He finally makes the tag to Lee. Lee begins taking out both. The Blade puts Swerve in the way. Keith takes out Swerve. So are we going to see tension between them? No. Blade goes for the pin. Lee comes in to save Swerve. It becomes a two-on-one. Then we see Blade gets the flying feet from Swerve and Swerve with the pin. Then we hear Powerhouse Hobbs come. Him and Starks come down. Hobbs on the mic and calls him a trick-ass bitch. Mm-hmm. Ricky Starks is worked up and he goes you want to talk about the best tag team is and then we hear it the young bucks come out Matt Jackson tells Ricky Starks you could have been in the back and just queued up our music for us that was so sweet Then he proceeds to say, I want to apologize for coming out and interrupting. Wait a minute. I don't have to apologize for anything. We started this damn company. Then we get a three-way title match next week. I put, fuck yeah. As he goes, you guys, you guys versus the Young Bucks. The crowd begins to chant FTR. And Nick Jackson proceeds to tell the crowd, we are better than them, and you know it. Well, not wrong. No, they are not wrong. But is that a jab at a certain person who happens to not Everything is not a jab. Just saying. So are you looking forward to this three-way? Yeah, it would be weird if the Young Bucks don't win. Then we get a House of Black promo. Then we get an Eddie Kingston promo. He congratulates Wardlow. He congratulates the team that won Blood and Guts. Um, Kingston says that he's going to get you again, talking about Jericho. And then we see Tay Conti slam the door on Ruby's hand. Ouch. 
This is why you don't put your hands in car doors, people. Well, there was a lot that, that was wrong with that. I mean, she had her hand there for a while. She could have moved it. Yeah, she could have, but she didn't. Then we get a Dark Order promo. They need to figure out what the fuck they're going to do with these guys. Like, are they just going to be jobbers? Are you going to do something with them? I'm getting kind of boring seeing them come out. Uh, They are waiting for Bray Wyatt. So they proceed to come out and say they have some important news and that they are here to stay. God help us. Then we see QT come out. And he begins to call out negative one. <laughs> then Hangman Page comes out, takes out QT with the help of Evil Uno. And then we get a match, which I was looking forward to. And that is Penta Oscura versus Roosh. Um, evidently, they have fought each other before they begin exchanging top uh chops we see penta with the roll up we see roosh with some elbow strikes penta flaws takes out roosh and then we see alex with a spear on jose i put yes and they are still fighting as they're going to the back mm-hmm. then we get back in the ring and roosh goes for the pin and penta's foot is under the rope And then we see Roosh going after Penta's mask again. We get a nice power slam by Roosh. We get Penta with a two count. We see Penta with a cut, a cutter. Roosh tears off the mask, gets a pin as the ref is distracted. Your thought on that match? It was a fun match. Um, Very fun match. Penta. I was talking to see Alex Spear Jose. Penta could be a good singles competitor. Well, he was, and yeah, he I was. think they ever break up the Lucha Bros that Penta might be AEW World Champion. Well, what do you think? This is the second time that Rouge has gotten a mask off of one of them. Um, I think they need tighter mask. You know what I need under this match? I need an Alex versus Jose in a cage match. Oh, God. You need to get off this Jose-Alex match. And I keep tweeting it out, and Jose keeps getting mad at me and tells me no. But I did tweet at Alex and told him that he did a hell of a spear on Jose, and he did like it, so... Then we get the acclaimed and gun club versus Bear Country, Fuego Del Sol, and a jobber. And then we see Austin takes the mic from Max Caster, and we don't get a Max Caster rap. What a bitch. What the fuck, man? Yeah, a little salty there. You've been hanging out with Bobby too much. 
also been hanging out with our friend Bobby from California called Bobby Salty as hell. We love Bobby, though. Yeah, we do. We see Colton with his Fuego. We see Bowens in the ring. Bronson takes out both of the ass boys. Caster gets the pin. Uh, Caster with the pin. Austin tags himself in. And Austin actually gets the pin. And then we see Colton and Austin attacking the Acclaim. And then we see Billy Gunn take out Bowens. Uh, yeah. There's no more Scissor Me daddy Oh, No more Scissor Me daddy ass. Yeah. That's um, sad. Somebody got some explaining to do. And we'll find out tomorrow on Rampage. And then we get our women's match. And it is going to be a tag team match with Nyla Rosa and Marina Shafir versus Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa, better known as Thunderstorm. Yeah, couldn't have been more original. I can't wait for Orange Juice with Orange Cassidy and Juice Robinson. <laughs> and we see Nyla comes out with an umbrella. Um, Nala and Marina attack early. Storm and Shafir begin starting starting the match off. We see Shafir in trouble. She's isolated from Nyla. Uh, Shafir is pretty much getting her ass beat, and she's supposed to be like some big black belt something kick ass girl. Um, she begins to mount some offense. Then we see Nala taking it to Tony Storm. And then Nala and Shafir have Tony Storm isolated. Nala picks up Shafir and slams her on Tony Storm. Nala gets a two count. Tony Storm finally gets to tag in Thunder Rosa. Rosa with a drop kick. Nala catches her and slams her. We see Rosa with a pin on Shafir. I put Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm look good as a tag team. Don't know if I'm down for it, though. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm won, so happy noises. And they already have their own shirts to buy. May or may not need one of those shirts. No, I am not buying you one of those shirts. Speaking of, did you get my text from yesterday for the hoodie? No. I sent you a text yesterday with a hoodie that we may or may not need to get. Then get it. Being the elite. Then get it. What the fuck, man? God damn, AT&T, you suck ass. What AT&T too? What did AT&T do? They didn't send it. No, it sent. Oh. But anyways, let's get back to wrestling. Well, what did you think of it? You never replied. Well, I didn't put it in the cart. Huh? I don't reply to people that much. I ain't people. I'm your damn mama. I don't reply to anybody. 
You better reply to me. Put it in the cart then. Boy, I'm gonna have to come through the Zoom meeting and whoop your ass. No, you're not. So then we get a Jade promo, and Stokely tells Jade what it took to get Gray to turn. Jade tells Stokely if she doesn't step up, it's your ass. Yeah, Stokely needs to go be the manager for Keith Lee and Swerve. Then we get Brody King versus Moxley. Do you know who sings Brody King's entrance music? Nope. Would you like to know who sings Brody King's entrance music? entrance music who him nice he has his own heavy metal band nice he sings his own entrance music so does that mean he gets paid royalties for his own music maybe jericho does (laughs) then we see brody and mox he gets moxley in the corner uh, one hit from Brody King sends Moxley to his knees. I uh, haven't seen that happen in a while. Brody seems to be in control early. Moxley sends King into the stairs. Then we see King dumps Moxley on the ramp. Moxley begins to take out Brody King's leg. Mox with a figure four on him. Then we see Brody starts fighting back. And JR calls John Moxley an educated maniac. Well, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I think I'm going to start using that. I'm going to just be tell people I'm an educated maniac. <laughs> you think people would leave me alone then? Maybe. Maybe. Then we see Brody in control of Moxley. He gets a two count. Then Moxley begins to fight his way back. We see uh, Brody King goes for the cannonball and misses on Moxley. Then we see Moxley going after Brody King. Moxley with a suplex from the top rope. He gets a two count. Then Brody does a power driver. He gets a two count. Then Brody has the choke hold sleeper. And he let it go before the five count. <laughs> then we see him with his cannonball. And then Moxley does his paradigm shift. Uh, we get Moxley with the chokehold. Brody begins to fade. And Moxley wins. Um, I have a spot for my top five moments. But I didn't write them down. Yeah, anyways, under Rampage. So we'll just say it was all good. Yeah. Moxley and Brody King delivered, which I figured it would. Yes. It was a very good match. Um, so now we're moving on to Rampage from July 8th. I started writing the dates so I can remember. <laughs> and we open up with Eddie Kingston versus Tashida. Fun match. 
they lock up in the center and no give between the two. We see a nice takeover by Kingston. Tashida with a punch in the gut on Kingston. Kingston does a headbutt. Um, he don't let Tashida bounce off the rope. Eddie gets the win. Good match. That was my notes. <laughs> that was a really fun match. It was a very good match. I didn't take many notes on it. But this is the match that uh, I guess Moxley watched and wanted to fight Tashida for this week's Dynamite. Then our next match, we get the Gates of Agony versus Jonathan Gresham and Lee Moriarty. And we see the Gates of Agony attack early. We see uh, Lee Moriarty starting off, and he's getting his ass kicked. Yeah. And Moriarty goes for the tag. Gresham walks away as he is distracted by Tully Blanchard. Moriarty getting the shit beat out of him more. Moriarty go, uh, trying for the tag. Moriarty cleans the ring, goes for the tag. Gresham pulls away and walks away. Then Gresham hugs Tully Blanchard. They set up Lee Moriarty and Gates of Agony win. Gresham heel turn. Um, I think he'll be fine as a heel. I just don't really see the point of putting him as a heel right now. I get it. You don't want to turn Liam Moriarty heel yet, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. Like, I really didn't even enjoy the match. I was like, what the fuck? It was just kind of there for storytelling. I guess. Then we get an ex uh, Eddie Kingston promo. Says he respects Tashida. And he wants a bobbed wire match with Chris Jericho. And come to find out, we will be getting this match. And not only will we be getting this match, the rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society will be locked in a shark cage. Yeah. Uh, Jericho's going to have something up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't mind being locked in a shark cage with certain people. Anywho. Next, we get Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez as a tag team versus some jobbers. I put going to be a quick match. We know what we are getting. Um, I put I would like to see Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa versus Deeb and Martinez. Well, now we're not getting that. No. Um, Deeb and Martinez with the pin. And then we see Deeb hits Martinez and puts her in the Serenity Lock. And then we find out at uh, Death Before Dishonor, we're going to get Serena Deeb versus Mercedes Martinez for her ROH women's title. It's going to be fun. I would like to see them put a title on Serena Deeb. 
Yeah, and I think the Ring of Honor women's title is a good one for her to win right now. Because they won't let her beat Jade. And Thunder Rosa already beat her. So, yeah. So then we get Tony Nese versus Orange Cassidy. So how did we get to the Tony Nese versus Orange Cassidy match? Lawyer housing. Lawyer housing. I don't know what to think about this match. I mean, Tony Nese is a freaking nice specimen to look at. I mean, body-wise. I mean, he he does got a chest that a girl wouldn't mind licking up and down like a popsicle. Mark Sterling got punched into Dickhausen. He did. So, let's get into the match. Nice begins to charge at OC, and OC rolls out of the way. We see Nice with a headlock. OC taking out Nice. Nice begins mocking OC. We see Nice with a gut buster. He gets a two count. Then we see Smart Mark taking it to Orange Cassidy outside the ring. Um, on the top rope, they both begin to exchange haymakers. We see Orange with a two count. We got several false finishes in this match. False finishes are fun. Um, we see OC with a DDT. We see a diving DDT by OC. Gets a two count. We see Smart Mark on the apron. Nice goes with the pump handle. Gets a two count. We see Sterling in the ring. And Dan Housing gets Mark Sterling with the low blow. The good old Dick Housing punch. OC with the win. Danhausen is very excited. Danhausen won his lawyer battle. Did you see that he stole one of uh, Stokely's ties? Yeah. He put it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I like Danhausen. And that was Rampage. And now we're all caught up. Until tomorrow. And then we'll drop our wrestling, our normal wrestling podcast on Saturday. So what did you think of this two weeks of wrestling we missed? Very discuss? nice, very evil. That's what I think of it. It was very nice, very evil, because blood and guts. I heard someone make the comment that... um. How do I want to word this? Um, so, Tommy Dreamer said on Busted Open that Tony Khan likes connective tissue. Like, all his stuff has to, like, connect in some way. Yeah. So, can I have his connective tissue connect with my tissue? And that's the end of this episode. We'll see you guys next time.
just asking for a friend. And that's the end of this episode. We'll see you guys next time. I'm down for some TK tissue with my tissue. <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> you did not end this podcast. <laughs> no, you didn't because you didn't hear the lady talk. You didn't like my idea of connective tissue. Nope. I mean, we can do some biology. Nope. Damn. Did you see the picture on the internet? Nope. You didn't see the picture on the internet after Dynamite last night? Oh, Oh, yeah, I saw TK. There's another one. There's another one. Oh, no. Okay, we'll talk about it off the air. So. That is all that we have. We got you caught up on two weeks of wrestling because we've kind of been slack due to family issues. Mm-hmm. But so, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Give us a shout out on Twitter. If you are a, a wrestling fan and you want to talk wrestling, hit us up on the Twitter. At the mid podcast, slide into the DMs. We might let you be on the podcast. Maybe, just maybe. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon. We're going to get our Patreon up and going again. Don't forget to check out our merch, themidpodcast.com. Buy you some merch, help support us. Um, Anything else? I don't have a podcast to shout out. Uh, Matt and Annabelle's. Oh, if you want a good podcast, you need to go listen to Matt and Annabelle. They are the um, Variant Vendetta podcast. Poor Matt had to watch Mamma Mia. And I should have played the drinking game every time you had to hear him sigh. I would have been drunk in the first three minutes of the podcast. <laughs> so go check them out. Also, if you um are into the Incredible Hulk, go check out our buddy John. Smash Trivia John's podcast. Gamma Analysis. Check him out if you're into that. And I believe that's it. If you're just into nerdy geek stuff, check out the Avengers podcast. Shout out to Clinton. Love you, Clinton, my boo. Oh, featuring a witch. So last night on Dynamite, did you see the song in the crowd? Uh, Curse Me Daddy? Yeah, I need Curse that Curse Me song. Daddy? <laughs> it made me think of Emmy from the Avengers podcast. So I put in the Discord. I said, I found Emmy. She's a Dynamite. <laughs> and she don't know nothing about sports. <laughs> Because she referred to, um, oh shit, Oscar Isaac as daddy during Moon Knight. (laughs) So check out the three podcasts. Can't disagree with that statement from Emmy. You know who I want to be my daddy? Mm. The same person I need his conductive tissue with my tissue. Okay, anyways, goodbye. See you later on Saturday with this week's Dynamite Rampage.
Goodbye, Internet.